You're listening to Leaders Last. Leaders Last. With your host, Dr. David Robertson. All right, all right. Welcome back to another edition of Leaders Last, where leaders endure and vision always comes first. I'm your host, Dr. David Robertson, leadership expert and consultant. Thanks for joining me. Today, we're going to talk about respect. Respect is one of those things that leaders definitely need because it helps to build stronger relationships. It helps with influence. It, well, it builds employee engagement, which, of course, engagement results in improved productivity. Improved productivity helps boost the bottom line and so on and so forth. And you're going to see when it comes to respect, there's a lot of things that both influence and result from having an abundance of it. Of course, what I find odd is that if you ask someone how to build or earn respect, eh, they usually provide a very simple uh, response, such as, you know, uh, tell the truth. Now, it's true, telling the truth is important, but that's only one part of a very large puzzle. Now, if you search the internet for tips on how to build respect or how to earn respect, you're gonna get what you might expect. Uh, tips like keep your promises, don't waste time, don't gossip, don't be someone you're not, things like that. Of course, you'll get confusing advice, such as speak up, but stop talking, <laughs> which I think is weird. Uh, but I've seen, I don't know, I would say some very complicated suggestions. Uh, articles written about, you know, again, it's one of, one of those things, 20 things you can do. 20 things you can do to earn respect. Again, another complicated model that no one's ever really going to remember when it comes time to actually try to earn respect. But here's the thing. It's not that complicated. I mean, it can be depending on how you want to approach it. But And you'll discover that I am a big fan of the rule of three. Much of what I'm going to show you boils down to three steps or sometimes a multiple of three although that's uncommon. But I think um, earning respect isn't so different. Earning respect, at least for what I teach my students, boils down to three simple steps. Of course, the deployment of these tactics can be the difficult part. Uh, but let's explore that for a moment. If you want to earn respect, the first thing you need to do is be a good leader. The trick to this one is knowing what a good leader is. Now, notice I'm not suggesting that you be a good manager. You need to be a good leader. Hopefully, these podcasts are going to help you do that. Just understand that being a good leader doesn't happen by knowing a few quotes or emulating traits. It's, it's a very robust thing, and there's a lot of understanding, a lot of concepts, theorems, and so on and so forth uh, that we are going to explore in this series. Uh, and, and we'll do that. that that's going to take time. That's going to take time. Uh, the second thing is to show gratitude. Now, this sounds probably more simple than it really is. And we'll talk about validation exchange on a future podcast, but showing the type of gratitude that you, that you need to show is, is a heck of a lot more complex than saying thank you. I'm not talking about saying, I mean, yes, you want to say thank you to people, but gratitude is so much more. 
So to simplify this a bit for this podcast, I want you to understand that you show gratitude by demonstrating value in those around you. Okay, uh, Demonstrating value uh, in those that you put on task for something. You demonstrate that someone's time is their most valuable asset, and you understand that they are spending that asset based on your requests and recommendations. Okay, that's, that's so important. Time is our most valuable asset. Of course, you also want to recognize effort, right? Recognize good work. Um, helping others get better because you care genuinely about them. Of course, you want to reward effort, so on and so forth, things like that. And like I said, I'll, I'll show you a decent way to approach this in a, in a future episode, but hopefully you get the idea of kind of where I'm going with this. It's much more than a thank you. Okay? And then the third, arguably the most important, is to know that respect is often reflected and that you should act accordingly. Now, at face value, I would assume, I would imagine many would assume that that this means that you must give respect if you want to receive respect, which is true. But it also means something else. Let me be clear here. You definitely want to extend respect to all your people in any position whatsoever. Right? That position exists in an organization for a reason. So respect that. Don't just think that because you're in a high position, or any position really, that you get to demand respect but not extend it. That's a really quick way to get the minimum out of your people and, frankly, to build resentment among the ranks. Now, that being said we need to explore an idea here. Let me ask you a question. Do you respect those who don't respect themselves? Think about that. Think about the doormat at the office. Or maybe you have a doormat as a friend. This person just gets walked on all the time. Think about the submissive in a relationship. Or perhaps the person that does whatever they can to get attention. Or maybe somebody who has some really bad habits that they can't control. Or the person who tolerates, you know, any kind of abuse, verbal or otherwise. It's pretty hard to respect someone who doesn't respect themselves. So you could extend... Uh, all the respect that you have in the world, but still not earn respect in return if you don't respect yourself. And I think that's a gut check moment. Because if you struggle with earning respect, it might be a good idea to look internally. What will you stand for? What will you not stand for? If you want respect, you have to start by respecting yourself. Of course, this can be hard to do sometimes, but of course, like most things, there's a hack for that. It's actually rooted in self-confidence. I want want you to think about those in your life that are self-confident, 
Uh, this could be at work. It could be at home in your peer group or whatever. Think about those that are self-confident and they get a decent amount of respect. How does that happen? Well, if you give it any real thought, you're going to find that these people know what they want and they know who they are. They know what they stand for. Of course, they know what they won't stand for. They probably demand a lot from themselves, but probably still humble. They have goals or some kind of long-term vision. They admit their mistakes and know they're not perfect. But at the same time, they're also less likely to allow others to take advantage of them. They probably care about their health, at least to the best of their abilities or knowledge. They probably take responsibility for their actions. They help others. They can take criticism without it ruining the day. And the list goes on and on. But I want you to think about these people. What is it about them that, that perhaps maybe you respect them? Why do you respect these people? And then think about maybe why or how maybe you um, don't get the respect sometimes that you deserve. So here's a few things that you can do to build some self-respect and some self-confidence. The very first thing, develop a vision. I want you to remember, leaders must always, always, always be vision-oriented. So, develop a vision. And it doesn't have to be some grand vision, some long-term, final destination sort of a thing. Just a vision of where you want to go. Could be in your career, could be over the next couple years, could be a vacation. I don't, it doesn't matter. Get into the habit of starting uh, or, or writing down or developing a vision. And maybe it's who you want to be. Maybe it's what you want to learn, how many books you want to read, whatever it is. Maybe it's a position you want to achieve. doesn't matter. Just develop a vision, write it down. And while you're writing things down, you could try to write down the things you stand for. What do you stand for as a person? What will you not stand for as a person? What are those lines? What are, what are those lines that if somebody crosses or some group crosses that that's it? It's go time. Write those down. Own them. Read them often. Become the person that adheres to the things you've written. Now, if you're doing it right, and if you've given any real thought to this exercise, you'll notice that that list on either side is actually pretty small. And that's a good thing, because it means that you can tolerate quite a bit in the middle. And I think, frankly, that's going to make you a little more resilient, less reactive. Of course, we'll probably explore that at a later time as well. Another tip, learn something new every day. Learn something new. The relentless pursuit of knowledge and information. And here you go, double dip. Learn something new that aligns with your vision. 
for example, you know, maybe maybe part of your vision is to get that promotion, right? So every day learn something new about that position that you want. Maybe you want to take a trip. You know, in two years, I want to go to France. So I'm going to learn as much as I can about France between now and then. What do I need to do to get there? What am I going to do when I get there? What kind of money is it going to require, etc., etc.? Or maybe your vision has something to do with your health. Okay, so then explore a variety of options. Include dissenting views or diets. Try to explore all the best ways to achieve the health or lifestyle that you ultimately desire. Chances are you'll discover a hybrid approach and you'll begin to go down that road. And as you do, and as you learn more, you'll gain confidence in what you're doing and you'll refine and hone and begin to see the results that you're after. Which kind of leads into the next part. Hold yourself accountable. Now that doesn't mean beat yourself up. I think when we talk about holding ourselves or others accountable, it always it always kind of defaults to the negative. That's not how I mean that. What I'm talking about is I mean reward yourself when you do great things. Critically reflect upon what could be improved or what went wrong when you mess up. And then course correct. Learn from the setbacks instead of whipping yourself out of wanting to keep going. When I talk to my students, I give the analogy of, can you imagine what it would be like when you were riding, when you first started to learn how to ride your bike and you fell over? But instead of, oh, come on, you got this. Get back up. Try again. Your parents yelled at you for being an idiot. You'd never want to ride it ever, ever again in your life. Well, it's not too dissimilar from how we should approach ourselves. If you whip yourself and you are so hard on yourself, you're going to want to avoid doing things like that again in the future. So be careful how you talk to yourself. Hold yourself accountable. Did you improve a little bit on this attempt? Maybe there's still room to grow. I think that's a big part of it, too, understanding the reality of the situation. I just learned how to ride a bike yesterday. Well, okay, you're not going to be a BMX racer tomorrow. Mastery through repetition, that's going to take time. Which kind of leads into the next one. Know that you're not perfect. Do not give yourself that idiotic expectation. You are not perfect. Nobody is. Act accordingly. You should expect failures, expect setbacks, but also expect to pick yourself back up and try again. Mastery through repetition. Not the first time you try something. And you are going to improve a little bit every time you, you do something. And every time you improve or every time you have one of those small victories, you should pay homage to yourself and your efforts and reward the small victories. And the reason why this is so important is because you will likely punish yourself really, well, let's call it harshly, when you do make a mistake. So we've got to level this out. 
reward the small victories. And I don't mean like you had a small victory and now we've got to go party all weekend. I'm saying just a little little something. Maybe maybe it's um there's a movie you've been wanting to watch. So you have a small victory, you go watch the movie. Or there's a restaurant that you've been wanting to go back to uh, for a while. You have a small victory, go reward yourself with a nice meal. Pay homage to yourself and your efforts. And here's sort of a side tip on this. Know what imposter syndrome is. Know what imposter syndrome is. In fact, I, th I think I'm going to, I think I'll publish um, a podcast on that here before too long. But anyway, simply knowing what imposter syndrome is, I think can make a huge difference in your life. And finally, understand that building self-confidence, building self-respect takes time. Right? As your knowledge increases, as you're continually honing and you're slowly starting to see the results that you're chasing or whatever it is, that's where confidence and self-respect are going to come from. Self-respect and self-confidence take time to achieve. Know that. Of course, what ultimately makes this happen is different for everyone. The timeline is going to be different for everyone. A big part of this also, too, has to do with what you tell yourself on a daily basis. So be careful of the self-talk. Just keep working on it. Now, I don't want you to confuse self-confidence and self-respect with arrogance. They're different. In fact, let's, let's talk about arrogance for a moment so we can keep ourselves in check. Arrogance, that's that's always trying to be the center of attention, not admitting when you're wrong or believing you're always right, thinking you have all the best ideas, putting others down, probably lying, not taking criticism, that's a big one, being rude, things like that. Don't be that. Don't be arrogant. It's unnecessary. And I want you to remember, leaders recognize that there's always more to learn, more ways to improve, more ways to hone, more ways to refine. And they seek feedback from others to discover how to do that. Preferably their team, those that are in their group. And that can be hard to do. If you are the leader of your group, it can be hard to listen to criticisms and uh, potentially negative feedback from your people, but it is very important that we do. You'll hear me say this several times. It's like handing your manus manuscript to an editor. Somebody you trust, somebody you know is the subject matter expert, hand them your ma manuscript, give them the red pen, ask them to tear it apart. Because that's how you're going to get better. Okay, now, once you recognize that respect is reflected, and once you respect yourself, others will begin to respect you as well once you extend respect to them. But let me put it this way. If someone looks at you and recognizes that you don't respect yourself, they're less likely to respect you. 
If you do not extend respect to someone else, they are less likely to respect you. Respect is reflective, but definitely in more than one way. I hope this helps. Be sure to check out the Leaders Last group on LinkedIn. The link is in the description. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and share it. I'm out. We'll see you next time right here on Leaders Last.